Welcome to Casual Quest Masters, a casual master quest podcast. In this podcast, we'll follow the adventures of a group of characters who simply want to find their way in this world, but a more sinister plot is evolving around them. How will they fare? Let's find out today on Casual Master Quest. everybody get your dice ready because we are ready to roll another session of casual quest masters we are a DD fifth edition live play adventure <coughs> game representing the team is nick el chody mella hi i play fold nightwalker play- val nogoni motherfuck <laughs> <laughs> and uh he's a little tense <clears throat> Ooh, wow is he uh past future, future or presence <laughs> Jokes for it. <laughs> Sadly. Lock and load, Brads of Christ. We have jokes ready. Andy's <laughs> gone. And is gone to uh, maybe not replace him because we need both. Uh, Brandon Thresher. Uh, I played Magdor Band Iron, and uh, we were talking about poker earlier. Magdor hates poker because he loses every hand. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I love it so much. Uh, it's like watching him bowl, and he just got a fucking strike <laughs> with the one hand. Uh, it's like on one hand he could have the best, you know, card set up. He could have a royal flush. On the other hand, he has nothing. <laughs> Are you going to hit me up next week? Make my pun for I hate me? that too. Uh, this is where I announce my retirement from Casual Questmasters. I love you all. I'll see you all later. Vol has decided as a Goliath not to accept death as the sweet embrace to the end of his life, but instead decided he needed to retire due to all the puns. Uh, he had to commit Sudoku. Uh, and yours truly, Tyler Vito as Knox, the lad who made a drunk dwarf float, and now they're finally getting off the boat. And last but not least is our all-powerful dungeon master, Glenn Houston. How are you doing, gentlemen? I'm doing okay, Glenn. All right, Gandalf. All right, let's pull it in. Elbow Baggins. Seven guardians of light and thirteen darknesses. They will clash and help me create kingdom hearts. I ate everything today. It sounds like a developer who decided to be a WWE wrestler. (laughs) Hello, brother. I'm here to pitch this new idea for a Kingdom Hearts 4X 2255ZY. You know, you know, I know know he doesn't sound like it, but then that's what I imagine Randy Pitchford to sound like. He just has that look. (laughs) Wonderful. So let's figure out. Who is going to do our recap of last week? Because boy, was it another doozy. Was there a story that happened last week? A little bit. I feel like there's two two plot points. Okay, I mean, I could be wrong. I rolled a 17. I rolled a 12. And, uh... Um, Fuck. I, I rolled a, uh, uh, 18. <laughs> Barely legal, but you got it, baby. All right, um... Just give me one minute. Uh, I have to prepare myself for this. Uh, you'll you'll hear why, I guess. Uh oh. 
He needed chocolate Uh-oh. milk. Oh, he my God. Something. He, he, he drinks something milky. Also, it's... Mal- oh God. Malky? Previously on Casual Quest Masters, episode 20. The group and by group, I mean Volodnok decide that the best way to travel is on a boat. Magnor is very against this, but agrees to use the worst possible traveling method after he's promised to be able to be plastered the entire time. Vol goes out to buy passage while Nox and Magnor stop by Algiers, where Magnor flies on one of the previous clocks. Vol does indeed find a ship heading to Lusk and run by a carnival. He buys three tickets for the Goliath Drunk Dwarf and a plot one. Meanwhile, Magnor has bought four kegs of ale and is currently working on completing one by himself. He fails when he falls on the floor. Vol arrives in the tavern and steals all of Magnor's ale he said was on the ship and Magnor hands out. Magnor starts flying somehow. I think it might have been Nox is doing. But this proves too much for him and he vomits everywhere. Some nice big lady cleans Magnor up for him. I think this might have been Vol's doing. The group heads to the ship and the captain tells Magnor that he needs to cross the ship on his own accord. This doesn't happen. Magnor falls into the water, currently drowning. Vol decides to repent for stealing the ale and save Magnor's life. Eventually they all make it on the boat. Magnor sleeps for a very long time in a keg. Vol pays a man for something called a sleeping pot. Magnor wakes up, and everyone loves him for some reason, they're all eating calamari. Finally off the blasted boat, a boy runs up to the group and hands Vol a very threatening letter. Uh, written so by was Magdor. that written in all caps by Magnor? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> like, why was it all yelled? So the Nick, last sentence was audacity? normal signal, right? Like it was normally written, but the rest was in yeah. all caps, I guess? Okay, wonderful. Inspiration point, Nick. Good I- job. Thank you. I, I I feel like we need monster truck music playing in the background. Just the group and the group. I mean, Volanox. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I'll search it on filmmusic.io. It will happen. Um. So that was that was a recap of Casual Quest Masters brought to you by State Farm. Um. I don't know what the. Can I can I get an inspiration point? Monster energy drink. Just kidding. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm just saying just yeah. kidding so that that way if anybody that hears this that has any sort of copyright power will go, oh, they said just kidding. It's fine. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, let's just kidding. Red Bull. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> That's how it works. Um, yeah. Okay. That's how it works, apparently. Great. The secret's out. Yeah. So you are now <laughs> back in Luskin. Uh, after wanting to not be back in this place somehow, you find yourself back in the docks of Luskin, uh, exiting ah, the home. what was the name of the ship that you boarded? Uh, the Beholder, the Eye Catcher. Yeah, Eye Catcher. Okay, I was like either that, the Hellraiser, or the uh, fuck. I, I don't remember the third one. So no inspiration for me. Any yeah. milk inspiration? The heartbreaker, dude? Standing on the dock says the child hands you the note. Runs off, you read this note that says, Watch your backs, you have antagonized the wrong people and will pay for your malfeasance. I have an important question. Would it be considered lawful evil if I tried firebolting the child? I, I think that'd just be straight up chaotic evil. It'd be neutral evil. Maybe neutral evil. Yeah, it is yeah because it's feeding, evil. It's feeding, it's feeding they, into they his paranoia. They presented a threat to us. Yeah, feeding into his paranoia, uh, like a little kid, yeah, crisping him it up. Does, yeah, it does fit in the context of your own personal beliefs, like that kid may be the person that did this, and maybe they're not really a kid because you're paranoid. Uh, but so because it's th- a child in public, w- you may be considered bad for firebolting them. Last time I had a problem with a child in Luskin, 
Motherfucker was powerful, so it was I mean that kind of logic's out the window. <gasps> but if it gets me thrown in jail because that's what my character should do, no, fuck that. I'm just kidding. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. See, it's struck, it's struck from the record. Thank you for it's memeing gone. that phrase. It's what my character would do. It's my least favorite oh, thing a player says. <laughs> You're just so using it to justify. Will... So I think what my character Vol would do um, <laughs> is. Fucker. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we just got the note and Vol just read it out. Uh, Vol's gonna turn to the group and say, We need to leave Luskin now. I think. Uh, but we just well, got uh, here. Yeah, didn't we want to go into the Carnival of Chaos or whatever the fuck it's called again? Man, I'm feeling really itchy right now. I could go for a second staff, you know? Alright, you third do staff. that. But we're going to do that because last time you wanted to do it, we stuck together because we're family. You voluntarily followed me into the pits. Nobody asked you to. Oh, gosh. Okay, fine. Whatever. Uh, I do need to get, uh, I believe it's called a Yeti cloak. Something to keep me warm for the mountains. Did you see that up here? At the very... We're about to fucking find out. I look to the gods. Do I know if there's a shot that sells a Yeti cloak? Yeah, because I believe Magdor bought one, right? I bought Algiris cloak. You bought Algiris cloak. Okay. Yeah. No, there's. It's not hard to find at most of the general stores. You would have seen, you know, cold weather gear, and it's very possible that you know any of the general stores would, you know, supply something. Even if it wasn't a Yeti cloak, just something that would provide you the proper protection from the cold weather. Because right now, I'm wearing chainmail, first <clears> off, <throat> uh, which I'm guessing is probably cool. not a good thing to wear in the cold, uh, and also loose cloth, so I'm going to use my uh, changeling ability to turn myself like a light blue as I'm like shivering. Like, ooh, and you're in Mary Farmer, correct? Cold. Yes. Hey. Yep. Um, it's cold as fuck. What time is it? I'm sure there's a shot. Uh, I believe we said you, you arrived. You said sometime in the, like, er, like you said evening, so, like, early, early evening. evening or yeah, so we'll yeah. say five-ish. Like, the sun's a couple hours from, okay. you know, setting. Okay. Um, all right. Let's get your, uh, let's get your cloak. Find some horses, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, as we're walking, I'm going to look up at Mary and say, So, why didn't you use your magic wall to stop that kid? Uh, Fuck, I mean, I didn't know we wanted to interrogate the little bastard. It seems like every time that we want to get information, they just toddle off. I mean, he's Why on, didn't you tell me to boat. use the Wall of Force, Magdor? Wait, the little kid's on the boat? Yeah, he went back on the boat. Yeah, it was one of the, the fuck are you? Why are you listening to our conversation? <laughs> uh, it's one of the guys, he's like, oh, the kid just went back on the boat. You want to talk to him? <laughs> I, I look at Vol and Magdor. Um, I... I don't worry about the kid. He was just probably paid to give us this letter. We'll just keep going. We'll do our thing and we'll just leave. Magdor, the reason why I didn't cast Wall of Force on him is because Vol sensibly believes he's not a threat. I don't like kids here. I don't like kids. Fuck, fuck kids. It's not that I don't believe that they're not a threat. I just don't think it'd be a good use of our time to go after a kid and interrogate him to hell when we have few hours of sunlight left when we can get your cloak, get the horses, and leave Luskin before anything happens to us. I'm gonna whisper. I mean, we can interrogate him to purgatory if you prefer. I mean, I, we don't have to send him straight to hell. 
I'm gonna whisper. That's where they belong. Whisper to Mary. I think Vol's a little upset that he got kidnapped by a kid. I'm pretty sure he got beaten by a kid too, with his own sword. <laughs> would you would you say that the two of you uh, walked ahead of me <laughs> by any chance? Because I'm now following Mary to like get the cloak. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, sure. Oh. I discreetly cover my mouth, so oh, you okay. can't read my okay. lips. Okay, okay. Yeah. Mag- I feel like Magda would just like turn his head bluntly so he could. Bull's Bull, not on paying attention. To- covers like this. Bull's <laughs> not paying attention to either of you. He's looking out. Like I curved my neck around to look at you like an owl for a second, and it looks unnatural. But then I just kind of look back at Magdor and continually like cover my mouth a little bit and whisper something and giggle like a little schoolgirl. Um, is this cloak enough to keep me warm up in the spine? I, I guess I asked that to Vol. Uh, if I may help give a reference to Glenn, Glenn told me that this cloak would keep me warm up to Luskin, but not further north, and if I wanted something to go into the cold, I would have to get something called the Yeti Cloak. That's what I recall in uh, Neverwinter, so... If he changes his mind, though, uh... I also think Brand was asking about the cloak that he got from Algira. Right, because that's the cloak I got, and Glenn said it was good to go into Luskin the last time we went up here, but uh, not any further okay. north. Okay. Alright, Magdor doesn't remember that. Okay. Uh, Glenn apparently is going to be Silent God over here. Oh, uh, I didn't want to interrupt. Yeah, no, that is correct. And Tyler, for calling that information, you get yeah. an inspiration point. Hell yeah! Um, when I do this, that means I don't want to interrupt you, but whoever is talking gets an inspiration point for whatever they were called or did. So I'll, I'll make sure to do Hell, that. Yeah. Oh, he, he did again while I was talking. You saw it. <laughs> Everybody in the video saw it. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Wait. Magda, are you going to still ask that question, Vol? Yeah. Hmm. You know, the the dwarves that used to come around camp were always... Always wore a little bit more. How do you feel about the cold, Magdor? Oh, I hate it. Should maybe consider buying something more. But he can turn into the bag. <laughs> maybe the illusion of warmth will keep him good? How? I can assure you that's not how it works. How powerful is I, this I don't, cloak? I but it'd be funny. Can I that's... make it look like whatever I want? You can make it look like what you want, but it don't. It doesn't mean that it will provide extra mechanical benefits. So it's just an armor made out of fire. Magdor's yeah. gonna sit there and think for a second. You go Rutabaga, and you slowly see flames start trickling up the cloak. Oh, sorry, it, it does require you to have seen something that looks like that before. So unless oh, you've sure seen, seen a person on fire. You've seen a person standing there calmly <laughs> in a suit of fire? Maybe not a All suit right. of fire, but their suit was on fire. Bull, I want you to remain calm. I'll heal you afterwards. The guard says, oh my god! And he starts to run toward... One of the guards starts to run towards the docks with a bucket, and then they uh, run. We, they start to run back. Are we, are we still by the water? Like I figured you guys were making your way towards the okay. store that you wanted to while you spoke. Is that, that okay? I'm just I'm just trying to figure out if uh, if yeah no that's fair. I'm just trying to figure out if Vol would realize that this was a power of the cloak or not. Oh yeah, you know, okay. yeah. there's no other reason why he would appear as though he's on fire. In before Vol picks him up and just yeets him into the fucking harbor, <laughs> and then dives in after him to save him from drowning. <laughs> 
Ye- so 15 oh, minutes in, we have made all of 20 feet from the ship. <laughs> uh, we're doing great so far. Oh, so, yeah, the so guy it's... comes back, and he's got the bucket, and he's about ready to throw it on your magdor. And it is still cold outside, so water is going to be cold. Yeah. And he's about ready to throw it. You have about three seconds. He throws a bucket on you. All right. You are now <laughs> covered in water, but not not. He's still on fire. And he goes, "Oh my okay. God, magic fire!" Calm, <laughs> calm down. Calm, calm. It's all right. And he goes, "What's the meaning of this?" You, you put out the fire. Well done. Ma- You're a hero. Magdor. You saved a dwarf. Magdor's oh. gonna look at him and says, <laughs> "You might have heard of me. I'm, I'm back door." We better hear about this guard. I he's mean, the true hero. You'll know the guard twice buster. in the first two days. You yeah, are he's the ball buster. buster. Yes. <laughs> Why were you on fire? That's that's just his. That's how powerful he is. Sometimes he can't contain it. It <sighs> just shoots out of him. Wonderful. He gets so angry. He just catches fire. You should keep your calm while you're in town. Otherwise, you may not be close to the ocean like this. Right, he was just thinking about the crime rate and how it infuriates him and how he wished he could take it down. But thankfully, we have people like you working with us. I Thank you. I am a god. A you god. are a hero, sir. <laughs> Thank you. And he kind of just like stands a little taller and then sets the bucket down and says, Have a lovely day, gentlemen. And then he just. You too. <laughs> you too. Magdor's been <laughs> shaking this whole time. Can we get a. I can't feel my arm. <laughs> On we go. Lead the way, Mary. <laughs> I guess I'll take us over to the nearest general store. Yeah, pretty simple to find one. Just a s- simple we- supply store that has basic rations, equipment, different types. Like if you wanted to find something from an explorer's pack, just in case... Because I don't know how far into the mountains Vol lives, but if you're going to need to cross it, you might need, like, climbing gear, things like that, um, that, and all of that would be sold here. Okay. Then I march in, I go, Greetings, hello, or fellow humans! Uh, hi? Hi. What can I'm I do for you? In, uh... It's a female human. <laughs> yes! I got it right in the first try. <laughs> So what can uh, I do for you? I need, I need a yeti cloak and some, maybe some climbing gear. Just uh, we're gonna go uh, skiing. Okay. Um. I'm surprised you know what skiing is. I just made up the word. I, I didn't know what it was. Um. I, oh, okay. So I, I was going to ask uh, was you like, how I could help I, you. I, Oh, I I just need some maybe some climbing or adventuring gear to go through the mountains and something to keep me warm because as you can see, I'm blue. Is it because you're so cold? Double D double D. I mean, I, I I I really I really hope so because I'm literally blue, and unless I get some warmth, I'm probably gonna freeze to death uh, right here. Oh, I mean, we have several different types of uh, cold weather. Gear, whether or not it's a full outfit or just a, a large overlapping coat um, that would cover you and it seems as though you do wear some sort of armor so that might be the most useful thing so that you're not restricted by having to put on an outfit and then take and take your armor off and on every time you wear it um, 
I like that option, yeah. Is there a fireplace? Uh, yeah. You just hear a thump, and Magdor is laying next to the fire, shivering. <laughs> There's a cat also laying next to the fire, and it looks at you. Not anymore. <laughs> Old's gonna go straight for the cat and try and pet it and play with it. Are you gonna well, say eat it? Okay. Ah, uh, make an animal handling yeah, check. Like, I'm gonna go straight for the cat. I pull up my short sword. <laughs> Show you my taxidermy. What kind of monster do you think Vol is? It's not horrible all the time. Uh, I rolled a ten. Okay. Ten. Uh, it it kind of it doesn't run all the way across the room away from you, but it definitely doesn't necessarily want to be pet right now. It's very confused <laughs> by the wet dwarf and the giant that is walking towards it. Fair. Vol's a little sad. And she says to Knox, there, yeah, Mary, the only person left close to speak with because Vol's gone off and Magdor's laying in front of the fireplace. She says, um... I found a new toy. two gold for the cloaks. Uh, we also have climber's kits. Those are a little more expensive, uh, depending on how much you are, but the climber's kit will include pittens, boot, glo- uh, boot tips that will help you dig into the side if you're planning on climbing through the mountains, uh, gloves as well as harness, and uh, you may have to purchase the rope separate, um, but if you've got the coin, you can get whatever you need. Hell yeah. Hook me up. I will take <laughs> all of it. So how many feet of rope would you like? How many feet of rope do you think I can feasibly carry without being over-encumbered? Well, we have hemp and rope, uh, and we've also got silk rope. The silk rope is more expensive, but it weighs less. Um, 50 feet of silk rope is 10 gold, and 50 feet of hemp and rope is 1 gold, but the silk rope is half as heavy, so you could feasibly carry more. Hmm. Uh, I do have a Dungeoneer's Dungeoneering or Dungeoneer's pack. Mm-hmm. Thank you, me. Uh, so I do already have 50 feet of uh, hemp and rope. Uh, I would say at the very most, uh, one of us should only need like 100 feet of rope. So I'm just going to grab the hope oh, pray the God. Uh, that's when Tyler learns uh, there's a hundred feet or 150 foot drop. <laughs> uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll take a thing of uh, silken rope. Okay. It's 10 gold for 50 feet of silken rope. Um, and each climber's okay. kit is 25 gold. But it will include everything else you need, uh, except rope. Okay. That's uh, that's 35, if I'm counting right. And if you would uh, like a about... cloak of your choice, and she kind of gestures towards, like, a heavy cloak rack that is, like, all, like, heavy gear. Um, just, uh, those are two gold apiece. And they include boots and oh, gloves. We're headed to the uh, northern side of the spine of the world. Will that be enough oh. for these two? Like, would that be cold, warm enough? It should be, yeah. Uh, I mean, barring a terrible blizzard that lasts for a very long time, which even a creature that, you know, wore that fur originally may have a hard time surviving in, right. you should be fine. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I'll, uh,. So, 37 gold for you, ma'am. Um, did you gentlemen need anything else, sir? And she kind of says that to the, the shivering dwarf by the fire. Magdor, you should probably pick up a cloak. Magdor's going to reach into his pocket and just pull out two gold. Oh, I need a cloak. <laughs> all right, sure, uh, your choice. They're all over there. You can just choose one that fits. They're all two gold. I'm going to take the gold and go up to her. I'm like, uh, we'll also need some... Uh, rations uh 
or about... Oh, you you two don't need climber's kits? Uh, I don't know. Magdor, would you need a climber kit? Uh, Honestly, probably, if you're going into the spine, probably. I would recommend it uh, for each I'd one of you out. because... How much was it? 15 gold for that? 25. Five. Oh. Uh, I dig through and pull out another 25 gold and I, I've warmed up a little bit, so I'm kind of getting up yeah. and moving around now. It's a big and I go fire, and, so, you know, you feel pretty warm now. And you're inside. Slap down 25 gold. Guess I'll take one, too. 27 Lighter. for the cloak and the... and the. Oh, yeah, you already put that up. But great. Um, and for you, sir, she looks up at you, uh, Vol. Um, sure, I'll take a... And Vol's, uh, Vol's a little... Uh, how do I say this? His pride is a little uh, in question now. He's like, fucking don't want to take a climber's kit and I know my way home, but I should probably take a climber's kit. I'll take a climber's kit. Uh, <laughs> well, if you'd like, uh, you can hand it to me and we'll just pretend I'm the one that needed the double up because I look so flimsy once we get to the village. No, I'll I'll, I'll carry it. It's fine. Thank you. Um, oh, oh, okay. And we're okay. gonna need some... Whatever makes you feel good. Uh, rations. Wonderful. Uh, one day of dry rations is five silver, um, but that should be enough for whether or not you're of this gentleman's size or your size, sir. And she gestures to the dwarf and the goliath. Uh, she says one set of rations should be enough for either of you. Um, and it consists of jerky, dried fruit, hardtack, um, some dried, you know, legumes and nuts and things like that. We'll take 30 days. So 30, geez. 15 oh, gold? Pete's. Yes. Wonderful. Um, and she, yes. she, uh, you know, gathers up a large bag and then, you know, gives you 30 days worth of dry rations. So that was uh, 25 for the climber's kit, right? Mm-hmm. Two for the cloak. Okay. Uh, did anybody else want more rope? I, I was going to say, uh, Magdor's going to open up his pack and look and say, I guess I better get some rope, too. And uh, he's going to buy 50 feet of silk rope. Okay. Another 10 gold, please. Hands them off. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Um, sorry, I'm just uh, counting. So I bought a climber's kit, some rations. Uh, Vol will also buy some rope. Vol's uh, going to treat himself a little bit. So some silk rope, please. Wonderful. Oh, middle class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, I'm like uh, testing out my Yeti cloak, and I'm just gonna like whip it open and have Krosov shoot out from between my legs. <laughs> do you uh, sell any arrows here by any chance? We do, absolutely. Uh, um, how get... many are you looking for? Of uh, we only have basic quality arrows, as long as that that's okay. F- that's fine. I'll just take twenty. Wonderful. I believe that is, and she pulls out a little. Um, I just gotta make sure I give you the correct. I don't want to overcharge you for this. Because my homebrews, I just make I mean, up the, you know, I make up prices for the most part. Like, I'm already grateful because over in Neverwinter, you told me the Yeti cloak was 50 gold. So it's like, wow, yeah. two gold here? What a deal. What a deal. <laughs> uh... the, the economy's changed. Uh, oh. We cleaned up crime. Everything's getting cheaper now. Arrows are one gold each? That doesn't make sense. That would be crazy. 
It's a bundle for one gold. Oh, uh, yeah, let's just say you get 20 for a gold. Okay. Um, that that feels... As long as that feels fair. Fair. Um, and then as uh, we're packing away all the stuff, uh, I'm going to ask, is there, uh, um, is there any stables where we could get some horses for colder climates? Um, I would like to offer you something... Um, since you purchased so many things, um, something that would be useful for you in your journey, um, especially if you're climbing in the mountains. Um, I would offer it at a discounted rate since you purchased so much, but it would be very useful for someone who's going into the spine of the world and climbing. Um, and she pulls out like a token, like a little metallic token with a feather on it. And she says, if you um, keep this on your person, if you fall more than 15, 20 feet or so, then you will land as if you cast the Featherfall spell. Um, it only works once, but it is useful to make sure that at very least one tumble doesn't cost you your life. And at that point, she says that I'm just going to look at Mary. Uh, and I'm going to look over at Magdor. <laughs> I haven't been <laughs> drinking yet. <laughs> it's the yet that worries me, Magdor. Um, I will let my pride answer this one. I will not take that, but thank you. I don't know about my, uh, companion. How much is it? Oh, since you've done so, you know, purchased so much, I can give it to you for 10 gold. I, uh, pull out 10 gold and go, okay. And uh, if you I mean, wanted more than one, pretty- that's totally fine. We have, I think, 10. So, um, each time you fall, if you were to fall multiple times... Uh, more than that distance, then that it would expend That sounds shopkeeper. It would expend Do you know, know something but, about our trip that we don't know? I mean, you're climbing the spine of the world, so... Magdor's gonna look up at her and say, what if you're thrown? <laughs> uh, you have to fall, so being thrown is not the same as falling. Right, and then Fold's gonna <laughs> do it with his hands because, like, because when Unless... you're thrown, you go like that, and then when you fall, so you go like the that. The magic of it is activated automatically, so if somebody did throw so... you higher than 20, 15, or 20 feet, and then you fell, then the magic of the coin would be, would be activated. You're gonna look up at Fold and say, how hard can you throw me? <sighs> it depends on how I'm feeling. Um, not, as, not as hard as my brother did, but I feel like I could throw you a fair distance. Maybe not up. Could get better, like... You know, and Fultz again, because he doesn't know the word really is like this way. Uh, and for people listening, uh, I'm moving my hand horizontally to describe the plane that he would ideally throw Magdor in. Magdor's going to sit and think for a second. Oh, I'll take two. <laughs> two? Wonderful. So this is 20 gold. Thank you for your patronage, by the way. Yeah, wow. Really, uh, really spreading the love, aren't we? Absolutely. I mean, it's a it's a rough place up here, and it's even worse the farther north you get. So, I like to be a point, smiling face for travelers and passers through. I think I would like spacewalk over to the door and keep an eye out for Drow at this point, just because uh, <laughs> Ox is getting a little paranoid because they've spent more than forty five seconds in the same place. <laughs> All right, um, thank you for your um, offer, and then thank you for your help uh, again. Um, I know you got excited with that offer. Uh, do you know where would be the best place for us to obtain horses for the for the cold? Um, I I would recommend taking a riverboat 
first, no. if possible. Alright, that peaked. I Your journey will be doubled if you don't. Hmm. Um, the river will significantly expedite your time getting to the mountains. Um, but luckily enough, most of the river boats no. are equipped for holding animals of the equine nature. No. Um, and we do have horses that are more accustomed to the cold, but unfortunately, once you get into the mountains, uh, I don't know if you'll need a horse. If you take the river boat, you'll basically be no. brought straight to the foot of the mountain. Right. It would seem kind of silly to buy horses and then take them over to the next city and then just leaving them there to go up the, to the mountains. That's true. Um, and this time aiming more at, like, uh, Noxa. It's, it's been a while since... Yeah, not even been a while. I've never gone home since I left. Uh, lots change in these parts. A lot of these pathways didn't, you know, properly laid out. Uh, it, but thank you for the information. Well over sure. I'm 20 just years. want to make sure people stay alive. Yeah, no, it's been almost 20 years. It's... So everybody agrees we're taking the riverboat? Aye, oh. let's go. Have a wonderful day, gentlemen. You too. And lady. Oh, thank you. And you um, see her... Who? What are your passive perceptions? 13. <laughs> oh, I love this question. I love this question love this. because because I'll tell you why. My <laughs> other character in, in Tyler's campaign has a passive perception of 12. Uh, I, it's fucking dog shit because everybody else around me is super like fucking like 20. yeah I see, like third eyes open all the time ah, and seeing ah. everything and here's my character just constantly be like yeah no roof's rumbling probably nothing um, I have a past <laughs> perception of 21 wow and Nox <laughs> 11 okay Nox you recognize that she has a wand beneath behind the table it's, it, we'll say we'll attribute it to your your uh your tall height knowledge of our and she seems when she says i like to be a smiling face for passers through through and i like to see them alive you see her like point it at herself and her smile is is it it's all it's almost as if it was like revivified and like my i'm on the other side of the store near the door at this point and my eyes kind of bulge a little bit i'm like i think he meant vol oh oh only sorry only vol oh. sees that i apologize Oh, okay. Because he's tall. My bad. <laughs> he's tall enough and he's close enough to the counter that he can see her do this. Um, you're not exactly sure what it is, but she definitely did something to make herself happier. I'm looking outside the store anyways. It makes sense. I wouldn't see it anyways. Yeah, I was wondering. You're like, yeah, Nox, you see this because you're tall. And I'm like, wait. I'm at the up. table. I apologize. <laughs> I am back. Um, yeah, Vol, Vol doesn't uh, say or do anything about this. Uh, doesn't concern him because it, his first reaction was, do you think I could cast Absorb Elements as a reaction? And it is only a reaction because I haven't it's used it. It's only a reaction, while. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but because she cast it on herself, Vol's just going to ignore it. He doesn't have time to dwell on it. Um, and he's uh, just going to head outside. As we're walking out, Magdor say, all right, let's go find out some where we can get some horses then. Magdor taking the boat and I'm going to drag you on that boat with me if it meant... I don't We'll be fine. Don't worry. It's a river this time, so <laughs> even if it were to go down, it wouldn't be that bad. Yes, it would. I, oh, it wouldn't. I'd just swim and pick you up and throw you on shore. Well, we, we shouldn't be forcing Magdor against... I mean, we did it once already this week, and I kind of... Actually, technically twice. I made him fly. Uh, let's, let's, let's find out how much and how long, and then we'll make a decision. Is that, is that fair? 
Because if it's not too long and if it's not days like it was with from Neverwinter to Luskin, then maybe it'd be okay. It was okay that one day you spent on deck, wasn't it, Mactor? And we were in deeper waters then. This is not going to be as deep. What happens if I give you a toy, Magdor? All right, let's go. <laughs> I I pull out the figurine of wondrous power for the uh, the silver rave, and and I said, you know, I kind of like show it to him. I'm like, you said you wanted it. I'll happily give it to you if you go on the boat with us. Why haven't we got a boat yet? <laughs> uh, uh, so so. Would Vol know where to start looking? Because I think my first thing was just going to go straight to the docks and ask where we could, <clears throat> like, would they leave just also from the docks because the river leads in? Yeah. Yeah, they're okay. just kind of, like, built on, like, into the city a little bit, just on the river. Uh, so they're not quite on the docks, but they're definitely very, very close. Um, built on the river closer to the docks in the ocean so that way they can... Um, you know, greet travelers like yourselves who are trying to go up river because most people, to be real, most people use Luskin as a stopping point. It's not usually right. a destination, you know. <clears throat> All right, uh, but yeah, uh, we'll easily enough, you can start. find yeah. several river boats that look like they are docked up um, on either side of the the river, the mouth of the river that leads to that. What is that called? That leads to the ocean. The Delta. Delta. There you go. Nice. Yeah. Inspiration point. Uh, to, at the Delta. I was waiting for it. I yeah. didn't want to say it. You saw me smile like <laughs> hopeful. All right. Yeah. There's like two or three. Um, two. It looks like they're all. Uh, t- two of the ships are run by dwarves, um, and one of them looks like an elf that is, you know, kind of captaining, and uh, yeah. Gonna go up to the elf. You uh, captain of any of these ships? To the elf? Yeah. He says, yes. Uh, we're looking to head up the river, uh, trying to get to the spine. All right. Uh, that's a that's a nice pretty penny to, if you're going all the way. Um, going up river is a lot harder than going down, so. How long and how much? Uh, I'd say about five or six days and, I don't know, 20, 30 gold a person, something like that. And if you've got extra stuff, you know, if it's going to weigh us down. Because usually we're not weighed down heading back. Because we mostly just kind of ship things back and forth between uh, the beginning of the river up near the spot of the world. Um, and then head back south. Uh, so when we're going with the river, we are weighed down, but the river helps us. On the way back, we have to do significantly more work, but we're not usually as weighed down. So bringing passengers and things tends to... Slow us down and time is money, so. Right. Um, no, it's just the three of us and the gear we have on ourselves. Yeah, let's say 20. 20 gold per person for the trip. That doesn't provide any food, though, because we kind of just scavenge as we stop each night. All right, I could help with that. Ah, we don't oh. stop each night. <laughs> That's uh, the DM saying something wrong. We tend to bring our own stuff, so we expect passengers to do the same. Understood. Um... I'm going to message uh, Vol and go, look at this shit. We supposed to get five gold a year, and then this fucker is going to get 20 gold. Well, not him specifically. And then it's going to get cut off because I cast too many words in the message. Vol's going to ignore that, turn around, be like, all right, um, five to six now, days. I know the dwarves charge less, but, you know, their ship's a little smaller. Might take you a little longer. I don't know what your time frame's like. Did you say there was a dwarven ship? 
yeah, there's two other Dwarven captains. You know, we're all good friends. Um, and honestly, uh, doesn't bother me either way whether or not you choose to go with them or us. Uh, so I think it's just because um, our my Dwarven friend, your Magdor, he's not too keen on ships and maybe being around Dwarves might be easier on him. Oh, totally fair. I think they charge like half of what we do. Magdor, what do you think? Bet they have drinks on their ship. None of the Elvish wine. Almost unequivocally. Hey, don't bash Elvish wine. It's good brew. I mean, Magdor did try Elvish beer. Uh, (laughs) Apparently he didn't like it that much. It's like, it it has a good, uh, good flavor. But it, I, I think just for the dwarves, it doesn't do as quick of a job as they'd like. That's actually one Magdor, of the uh, one of the dwarves up there. They have like a, water. Sorry, one of the dwarves uh, actually comes from a brewery. They have a, a dwarvish brewery at the foot of the mountain. Um, so they are <laughs> bringing ale back and forth, mostly you back. See, you see, you see Magdor pulling at at Vol's uh, cloth. His whatever pants he's wearing. Look. I, I uh, want that boat. All right, I, want, all right, I want that all right, one. All right, Magdor, we'll go talk to them now. Thank you for your time. I'll have a good time. Be safe. Thank you. And then Vol's gonna go to the dwarves. Uh, excuse me. Yes. Um, we're looking for passage up to the spine. Ah. Uh. I mean, Mirabar, I'm assuming specifically, but yes. Well, yes, uh, passage up to the river so we can get to the spine. I mean, unless you yeah. can go up the mountain. If you can go up the mountain, that'd be fantastic, too. How good is this boat? We don't have flying ships. None of them fancy airships <laughs> like Neverwinter has. That's uh, that's unfortunate, but uh, how much wait, would uh, wait. passage be and how long would it take? <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> wait a minute. Boy, boy, I tell you what, there'll be uh, airships over in Neverwinter. Well, I mean, yeah. You want to book passage on one of them? You're gonna you're liable to spend ten years, ten years of your wages to get on one. I could imagine, and also gold. I don't, I don't do well with hovering without any kind of ground with beneath me. Oh, don't be such a sissy pants. Listen now. Uh, my dwarf friend here, Magdor, he's not too keen on ships, so we figured that being around dwarves might make him feel a little more uh, comfortable. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, we can we can ferry you back. It's like charge you like ten gold. You want to buy any? You know, we got a little bit of ale. We only bring one cask back because we got to have something for the journey, right? Um, of course. <laughs> Uh, how much? Uh, how long does it take to get to get there? Uh, six or seven days. Our, right. our ship is wide and, and heavy. Um, that's usually because we come back with a lot of loot. You know, Mirabar's got a nice brewery, mm-hmm. and we supply, you know, one of the taverns here in Luskin. So, but we don't go past well, Mirabar. I- if you want to keep following the Mirror to River up through the Valley of Kadroon, uh, you'll have to either get your own boat or do it on foot. Um. I can't remember, Glenn. I think we agreed it's somewhere like close around Mirabar, right? So I think Vol. Uh, would... I oh, let me look at the the picture that we had talked about that's in our Discord because it should be in this chat. I want to make sure because you and I. Oh, there it is. Perfect. Um, 
Yeah, uh, yeah. Some reason I'm not seeing it. You want to share it? Oh, it's just up the chat a little bit. Um, uh, I'm, I'm just kidding. I figured out okay. my character should not know where his village is. <laughs> I was like, the picture's definitely there. <laughs> um, yeah, Ooh, I think wasn't cavern. it north? Wasn't it north of like, like north uh, of the Lurkwood? Like, yeah, just a little north of the uh, of uh, Lurkwood. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, right, so, so it actually oh, is cool. a little further. It is a little past Mirbar then. So y'all, you're gonna. Oh my gosh, you guys are gonna have to make your way, <laughs> either by foot yeah. a little bit following the river, or you know, yeah. like you said, get another boat or see if you can charter another boat once you get to Mirbar. But that's as far as he can take you. Um, um, so Mirbar, Mirbar will be fine. Uh, what do you guys think? Vol's gonna. Uh, I got I'm an offer little... for you. Hmm. The ten gold. Oh, how about we share this? And he's gonna tap on his jug of alchemy. I got four gallons of ale in this baby every day. Is that a jug of alchemy? Yeah. That's like not good alcohol. Are you just trying to get drunk? Yeah. Not really how I live anymore, friend. Once you've tasted like good stuff, elf. I don't know how you go back to that sort of thing. Oh, Let me try the good higher, stuff. How much is it standard. for a mug? Oh, like a copper. I mean, it's good stuff, but, you know, we get it in bulk, so it's not super I'm expensive. Pass some coppers that can get glass now. Uh, if you book passage, yeah. Otherwise, that's good. just for people on my ship. Pull out 10 gold. All right, let's go. Make the decision for the group because he wants to try the sale now. You want to leave right now? Uh, when When were you scheduled to leave? around noon we still have to offload all this stuff unless you guys want to help us offload like six o'clock um, at night if you do i'll cut off you know yeah so who cares all right i mean we Knox. arrived a couple hours ago so um is this i wonder if the elves are ready to leave i mean if you help us offload we can leave within the hour uh, uh vol's gonna pay the 10 and he's gonna start helping awesome um, and you see there is, like, a they've started to move some of the kegs onto uh, the shore, effectively, uh, the dock there. And there is a set of humans that are kind of, like, putting them into a cart. So you don't even have to, like, ferry them anywhere else. You just have to get them off the boat. Um, so if anybody that's helping, let me know if you're helping. Magdor is helping. is definitely helping. Magdor, Nox, everyone's I'll, helping. I'll help so too. go ahead yeah. and make... Uh, athletics checks to assist Yay. in the lifting of these casks, moving them off. Um, yeah. Got a 10. Nice. I uh, got an 18. Nice. I got a 9. Wonderful. Uh, against all odds. <laughs> they look at your group and they're like, okay, the Goliath will be able to do the most. The dwarf will probably follow a close <laughs> second. And the lady, you know, who doesn't seem to have that much strength comparatively, just blows <laughs> them out of the water. Pull out some, like, pregnant strength or something. <laughs> and, Let's uh, move this better. <laughs> like, uh, I, 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 I practice with Magdor. You just see my arms, like, slightly elongate as I reach around a barrel and just... Anani! <laughs> I'm going to look yeah, it over it. only takes, like, ten minutes. I'm mean, gonna look over at Vol. Ten minutes. Oh, I bet she's using levitate. Fucking cheetahs. Uh, 
Vol's gonna keep going because he doesn't like losing. This is a competition. And Mary won. <laughs> but oh. yeah, ten minutes go by. It's only like a couple. Like like you work together to kind of roll them off. There's like ten to fifteen casks that you kind of help offload, um, leaving them in the hands. And they sign off some papers with the people that are taking them. Um, and they and uh, he says, "All right, on board. Let's go." Um. I'd like to retcon mine real quick. I'm going to give him 11 gold. This is for all I'm going to drink on this trip. I mean, I was going to give you all a, you know, a free mug for helping out. I'll need Mugs more than one. Mugs are going to be enough for him. No. I mean, at least one. Don't give me any gold right now. Just pay me for cup. I might want it all, and then I don't want to sell it to you, so we'll see. Not sure I like this boat anymore, Vol. Gonna whisper to him. On we can we leave go. it out to you if you want. Are you hey. good? Vol's already getting Magdor. on. Magdor. Where do you hail from, Magdor? Gone to the rim. Ah, that's why you're so prissy. I get it now. Is this coming from the person that's too good for regular old ale? Sound like one of them hipster dwarves. All IPAs all the time, baby. <laughs> I'm gonna... I puke over the side of the boat. Magdor's <laughs> gonna walk on the boat and open his jug of alchemy and just start chugging it. Alright. Uh, and you get on to Vol? I, I was already on. I'm okay, waiting for them. I, yeah. I think you said that earlier. I just wanted to confirm. <laughs> Great. Yeah. yeah. So you make way. Um, and it looks like they have uh, like a, a like a on the back of the boat. It's got since they're going up river, uh, they do have some oars that are kind of like like on the sides of the boat. Uh, uh, there is a small cabin that has like ten like bunk bed style uh, hammocks. So if you need to sleep, you can get out of the elements, but it is pretty crowded. Um, and then in the back of the boat, there is like an iron stove sort of looking thing. Um, and they've got a, like several like giant piles of coal that they're pouring into it. And it looks like the steam is running out of the top of it and propelling a small kind of like, so it's a little bit of a steamboat, uh, that, that way they can push up river without having to row. Um, Nice. And uh, they make way. It's not super fast, you know. You could estimate like three to four, five, mi- three or four miles an hour, uh, but that still puts you at 20, 30 miles a day. So uh, six or seven days in, you'll probably be in Mirabar. Um, and the, the river, at least through Luskin, doesn't seem to be superbly fast. Uh, so you can imagine that the rest of the river isn't too rough. Um, but you make way. Um, and as you travel up river, um, is there anything that you wanted to do specifically? There's a crew of about four or five of these dwarves, uh, including the lead guy who you've now f- found out his name is Gromf. Um, Gromf? Gromf. Yeah. G-R-O-M-P-F. Uh, Hipster name. Disgusting. <laughs> Frog name. <laughs> and he, uh, so is there anything you wanted to do during your journey aside from, you know, rolling for random encounters and sort of stuff like that? Um, Magdor's uh, gonna. Sorry. No, it's okay, Magdor. It's all you. You look great today. Magdor's gonna get a glass <gasps> of the ale. Um, 
I don't know what you want to call it, the IPAL. Mm-hmm. Or uh, IFA. It's called Mirabar's Bounty, is what he's told you the name of this beer is. So I'm going to drink it. Uh, Begrudgingly, so it's pretty good. Told you. And then just continue on his way. (laughs) Awesome. Um. I'm going to walk up to Vol uh, after we took care of the barrels, and I'm just kind of like going to stand tall and look up to him expectantly. Like, with, uh, like a serious look. Yes, Knox. Well, are, aren't you gonna say it, full? Say what? Well, usually you berate me when I, uh, usually do more work than you because I'm wasting energy that we could be saving for fights or some other reason to excuse your slacking off. Bold's gonna walk away. Or you can say good job, bother works. It's not a competition, you know. Bold's not taking work, that fight. Bold. Uh, Bold's gonna spend the rest of the we time get- ignoring, uh, avoiding Nox. Um, and he's gonna help out the dwarves whenever he can, whenever they need help. Yeah, they're just, if they do need help, it's just kind of at certain points during the day they need help shoveling coal into the furnace. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Whatever they need help with, I'll, I'd let them know that, you know, coal's available. And they do show you that, too, within the context of this, this stove that they've got, uh, they also have to take river water and pour it into the top above where the coals are heated and so they heat it and evaporates and that is what powers the steam yeah uh, say, no he's not slacking off yeah that's the warmest part of the ship yeah that, that's where Magdor's gonna spend most of his time uh, they will expect you to help if you're gonna hang out near it that's fine I'll throw a coal in every once in a while <laughs> just a single coal is <laughs> just my <laughs> end <laughs> Might end up being bold doing back to a share of the work too. Oh my god. Which one would we complain about? <laughs> Wonderful. Uh so let's since this travels all day and night, um, we're just gonna roll once for the day and once for the night for all six days. Um, and you'll arrive around noon, midday of the seventh day. Um, not having to roll for encounters on that last day. So go ahead and go ahead and just roll a d20 and let me know. Uh, what you've rolled for the the day, the first day of travel. Who, who wants to go first for this fun part? I rolled a two. Wonderful. Yeah, the first uh, day goes off uh, seemingly without a hitch um, until you get close to the end of the day. Um, and as you are moving into the evening, uh, passive perception 21, do you have dark vision? Um, no, I do not have dark vision. Don't you cool. have the glasses um, still? No, I haven't been giving them back. Like, I gave them back a while ago. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, fuck, okay. Then I will add that to my character sheet. Alright, uh, somebody... Yeah, awesome. Um, now you really notice what's going on um, as you're traveling. It's getting into the evening. It's darker now. 
as some you get to a little bit like of a place where the river sort of turns back and forth which causes it to be a little more tumultuous and a little more bumpy um and through the bumpiness as the dwarves are all kind of like using the oars to keep rocks away as they are propelling themselves and the main guy is steering um a a bit of the water when it hits the side of the boat lands on the ship and instead of like falling like water would it remains formed and begins to attack the dwarves around you uh roll initiative i rolled an 18 okay i rolled a 19 okay interesting twenty. Uh, somehow no I wish I'm trying to figure out I rolled I have a plus three to my initiative and my total is three somehow I managed to roll a zero no yeah I I agree first yeah just off. re-roll it so I mean technically it would be a four I think if we're gonna go for the lowest no it's like a it's like the die was cocked or it fell off the table it's an internal error so I rolled a 20 for the second time, I guess. So 20 total or? Yeah, 20 okay, total. Cool. Okay. I was like, dang, did you get a crit? Dang, boy. Does anybody have the 18, alert 18. feat? Or the Negative. inability to be surprised? Okay. You will have the surprise condition, as it, you didn't expect this sort of thing. Um, and Water's attacking us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um... It definitely will go last in the initiative order, but for the purposes of this, you can all take reactions now because all of your turns pass being surprised. You are no longer surprised, but your turns have passed. And it is this this uh, swirling bit of water that is uh, on the deck now attacking people. Uh, there are two dwarves that it could attack that are kind of manning oars, um, or any of you three. The other ones are all kind of like the other two are on the back of the ship with oars, and the other one is shoveling coal, and the other one's in the, the, the wheelhouse on top of the cabin. So I'm going to roll to determine who it decides to attack. Um, Magdor, you'll be a one. Bull, you'll be a two. Nox, you'll be a three. And then four or five will be one of the other two dwarves. That's okay. Wow, you have a five-sided die? That's I just scary. rolled a d10 and divided by two. Um, oh, okay. It is going to attack one of the dwarves. So the guy manning the left oar um, is going to attack twice with its slam attack. Um, One of the attacks hitting. um, And the other one missing. And it slams him into the side of the ship and he falls to the ground unconscious, uh, completely wet on the ground. Um... And now it, it we're back to the top effectively uh, because they can't help in the initiative. They have to continue maintaining the ship. Uh, now you realize too that if one of you doesn't take the the like his place, keeping the ship, you might run aground or hit a rock. Um, so, with that in mind, Knox, your turn. Where the fuck are the rest of the dwarves? There's two on each back corner. One shoveling coal. One steering the ship. And there was two on the front ends, kind of like manning the front and back. And so it's 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 not super likely, but if you are about to run into something on your left side where that dwarf was, uh, no one is there to try. And, it, and if he can't steer it out of the way because of the, the flow of the river, there's a chance the boat could take some damage. So. 
Uh, well, the this watery creature is right next to it, right? Oh uh, yeah, next to his body. Yeah, it's on the ground. Okay. Uh, on the deck, I guess. I'm gonna do something a little bit weird. I love that. Uh, like, yeah, I'm gonna go up and I'm going to uh, take the ore right, right next to this fucking thing. Ah, uh, and uh, what what kind of action would it be to take uh, take over for the ore? Um, it's just gonna be. I basically on every turn I'm gonna roll, and I already have to determine if something is going to hit the ship, and then I roll to determine what side that you would have to. Uh, that it's coming from. So if there's a rock on, you know, yes, there's a rock, but it's from the backside. So um, basically you would man it until you need to make a check, um, holding your action to uh, try and keep the boat from hitting whatever you might hit. So it is a contingency, which is why I had the dwarves doing it. But uh, yeah, it's basically you'll go to the oar and hold your action just in case you're missed, you're needed. So, am I using my action to take over for the ore then? Yeah, holding your action takes an action. Do you, do you do have a bonus action still that you could utilize for something else if you would like that? Okay. Uh, I'm going to look at uh, the rest of the team as I stand next against. How tall would this creature be? It's a large creature. It's mostly tall, a uh, little bit wide and spanning as it is kind of like moving on water. It's a water elemental. <laughs> um, ah. So it's like, it's pretty big. It takes up a lot of space, um, just kind of flowing, moving water. But yeah, if you imagine and probably I'm seven or eight say... feet tall, but a lot of movement and width to it as well. I'm just going to go, ah, you made me ink <laughs> as I panic. And I'm going to uh, quicken darkness on myself. Uh, okay, cool. So around yes. you and the elemental now, because it's a 15-foot radius darkness sphere, right? Yeah, I think it's 20 feet, but yes. The downside is, can you see in darkness? Magical Hell darkness? No. Then you won't be able to see if anything's hitting about to hit the side of the ship. Well, good thing there's a bunch of people that can let me know, right? Because I can still hear. Yeah, but you won't be able to see it to try and stop it or, like, push away from the rock is all. I and thought there was, like, five other dwarves on the ship. That could, on, uh, that's what is I'm there saying, no on the navigator? On the front left side. No, he can try and navigate. The only reason any four of you would be used is if that rock or whatever is coming to that side. But if darkness is there, okay. then you can't see. I just want to make sure, you know, like, you won't be able to see <laughs> stuff coming. Now, the, the water no, elemental okay. also wouldn't you, be able to hit you, so. Can I eat my own ass and say I retract that? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Lots going on right now, and that's an interesting mechanic, so I totally very forgiving. I'm a nice DM. I I sigh before I take over for the ore, and I can <sighs> lazily point my staff at it, and I cast old monster to see if I can get some luck. <laughs> All right, what save does it have to be? Uh, it needs to make a wisdom saving throw DC 15. Should be easy, right? It's fine. It goes, but it doesn't stop moving. Okay. Then I go, fuck. <laughs> That's my turn. <laughs> okay. Good job. All right. Uh, Magdor, then Vol, you're on deck. <laughs> you're all on deck, but whatever. <laughs> Magdor is going to look at this and look at his hammer and says, finally. And he's going to fucking chuck his hammer at it. Wonderful. As hard as he can. Okay. Does a 27 hit? Absolutely it does. <laughs> um, 
for Does a 4,000 hit? <laughs> 14. 14. And what type of damage is it? Bludgeoning. Okay, 14 magical bludgeoning damage, right? Yes. Right? Is it magical? I yes, believe so. It's a dwarven thrower, thrower yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, it splashes off a bit of its shoulder, which kind of reforms, but a little thinner. Because it's, you know, elemental. And then it returns to your hand, right? Or do you have to yeah. spend an action it to does, catch it? It does 13, and then it comes back and does one. Uh, it does. Wait, it deals damage twice. We had talked about this last time. What? When you throw it, it does 2d8. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Cool. So it just does yeah, 1d8 so and then 1d8. Great. Love it. And then it returns. I was just saying, do you have to use an action from your economy to catch it when it returns? No, it just no, says. No, no. It just returns to your hand. Yeah, I'll Wonderful. double check too, though, but I'm pretty sure. It says cool. immediately after the attack, the weapon flies back to your hand. Wonderful. Did you want to use do anything else? Move, get closer to it, uh, use a bonus action for anything else? Uh, I'm assuming I have a mug in my hand. I'm just going to take a drink. I think that's safe to assume. You <laughs> take a drink. <laughs> bonus action drink. Ah. Uh, what are you drinking? Are you drinking your ale or it, the house ale? my ale. Okay, cool. You're fine. Uh, all right. Nox. Or sorry. Volt. You're up. Uh, <laughs> hmm. Me, me, me. <laughs> um, was, is there a space? Like, would I be able to reach this creature mm-hmm. on this Yeah, turn? the ship's yeah. only like 30 feet long okay. from, you know, bow to stern. So. Is there a space for me to put myself in between the creature and Nox? No. Okay. Um, I am going to rush at the creature. Short sword in my main hand. Um, so uh, my scimitar of sharpness in the other. Um, Did you? Do you have dual wielder feet? Yes. Okay. Cool. So you can draw two weapons. Wonderful. Um. Fuck! I lost my train of thought. You drew two weapons. Charged at it. Uh, yeah, Not really um, and and then I'm gonna cast um, Hunter's Mark. Okay. Um, and take uh, two swings at it. Love it. Uh, I lost the chat. So the short sword, an eleven hit. No. Okay. Slices through some of the watery mist, but it doesn't find the core of the elemental. As a ten hit. Nope. Alright, uh Though that's gonna be a- Oh yeah. Yep. If I'm technically right next to the creature as well. Yeah. I was gonna say you could grant flanking, but you're not fighting it, so you don't grant any combat advantage. That's the only thing. That's why I, that's, okay. that's why I didn't ask. Um I'm just trying to see if there's anything else I could do. Da, da, da. No. Okay. All right. Yeah. Now we're to the elemental whose attention has been turned away from uh, Nox for the moment, as well as the other dwarves, having a dwarf hit it and then a large Goliath standing directly in front of it. So there is a good chance it's going to go after you, uh, Vol, but there is a chance that it could deem Magdor an equal threat. But it is going to go for you, Vol. What is your armor class, please, as it attempts to hit you? Uh, 16. Oh. Uh oh. 
Okay. Um, oh, it boy. moves into your space, yep. enveloping you in water. I need you to make a strength saving throw. Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. Um. Let's see. Oh, cool. Okay, so basically, you successfully kind of resist the flow of the water that would harm you and very possibly restrain you there, keeping you unable to breathe. And you narrowly outdo this, basically, and it pushes you out of your space, out of its space, uh, but you take no damage, and nor are you prone or anything like that. Um, I've been knocked back about five feet or something. Yeah, yeah, so now it and you are five feet farther away from Nox, who is manning okay. the ore. And, um, wonderful. And that's the end of its turn as it takes its full action. Um, and now it, it was back to the top with Nox. Okay. Uh, do I see any rocks I need to shove? Oh, yeah. Top of the round. No. Nothing is coming at your side of the ship or, or the boat in general. So that still technically means I need to focus on the ore just to be ready for the next one. Uh, I mean, you could choose not to, um, but you know. No, that would, that, that would be, uh, most unfortunate if I chose not to, uh, <laughs> I, I will continue to man the ore. Uh, unfortunately being a sorcerer, I, I can't burn as much shit as I'd love to, uh, you know, just for now, I'm going to uh, cast Spiritual Weapon, which is a bonus action. Okay. And uh, I'm just going to have it start chucking away at it. Does Spiritual Weapon require concentration? Nope. Cool. Wonderful. So, like we talked about before, That's Spiritual Weapon... question. Spiritual Weapon can have... Well, because holding an action to do the thing requires concentration. So. Does uh, it? Oh, I didn't... Yeah, holding an action requires concentration. So, yeah. Uh, but since it doesn't, no big deal. Um, and as a bonus action, I believe when you cast it, you get to make an attack, right? Yes. Does a 17 hit? Do or have, actually, you have I guess it's... Because I assume you positioned it on the opposite side of the hole. I mean, next to me, yeah. So I guess that yeah. makes sense. Uh, yeah. So does a 24 hit? Oh, yeah, it does. Cool. What form does your You're spiritual not, weapon sure. take? I'm gonna say a uh, a giant water paddle. <laughs> so it'll be magical bludgeoning damage. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Just uh, try to slap it away. You leave my father alone. <laughs> and uh, it's gonna take. Uh, let's see. To do, do, do eight force damage. Nice. Yeah, slaps away a bit of the uh, the visage of the water elemental. Did you want to do anything else with your turn? Obviously probably gonna be pretty simple turns for you <laughs> yeah it's gonna be pretty basic as i focus on the the thing sure i'll always I know check I... in though because you're doing a thing but you could choose not to do the thing so i don't want to assume that i know I, I mean i know i was the one that did okay with the barrels but maybe i was not the one equipped for this <laughs> i just I can barely hold on at some point you're gonna have a, a moment as nox where you like if you've seen Tropic Thunder and watched Robert Downey Jr. like switch between himself and not knowing who he is and then being another character, and he's just gonna, you're just gonna like have a moment like that super existential crisis and you're just gonna not know who you are and just do all your different characters. I'm sorry. That was, anyway. 
super tangent. It's okay. I'm excited for that day. <laughs> it would be, be an interesting moment. day. <laughs> it's going to have to be a lot of stress to cause that. Right. All right. right. Magda is up. <laughs> um, all right. So I have the Dwarven Throw in one hand. I can draw you another do. weapon with my dual wielder feet with no issue. Mm-hmm. Unless the uh, unless the dwarven thrower has the two-handed property, because uh, then you can can't be... throw it. No, no, you can, I'm not that's planning on melee. throwing it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because if it has the two-handed property, or is it versatile? I don't remember. Um, it's versatile. Well, I mean, yeah, I want to make sure that the thrown property doesn't when it when it's thrown that it doesn't require two hands because I don't know if that's the case. Oh um, no, it, it's versatile. Yeah, once again, um, that that's as a warhammer, but like if it when it's thrown, does it need two hands to throw? Or if it doesn't specify, then we don't have to worry about it. It does. It doesn't specify. Straight. But I'm not so planning on throw throwing it. One hand, it, so. if you want. Yeah, cool. um, but you do have the option of throwing it with one hand. So. Right. So I'm going to finish my drink. My right hand. <laughs> Bonus action. The- Love it. Well, no, no, not. I like it's finished as the last action. So the drink is done. I'm going to okay. toss the cup onto the ground. And then I'm going to pull out my other Warhammer. So I've got two. And I'm just going to walk up to this creature, look at Vol and say, Tom to, Tom to do what you showed me. And I'm going to fucking smack, smack it with the two. Wonderful. This was learned from Vol. Uh, does a 20 hit? Uh-huh. Does a 10 hit? No. So I only do 15 damage. Um, only 15? Wait, Which wait one did, you, did you walk up with me to fight this? Yeah, I mean, I'm up to it. So you probably have advantage on that second roll. No? No, it's it's far up enough there that you would have to be standing in the space that the magic weapon is in if you wanted to grant yourself it advantage. It doesn't grant advantage. Oh. It just has advantage. Yes. No, but exactly. aren't we flanking because he's standing right next to me? He's standing right next to you. That's not flanking. Flanking is when you can draw a line between the enemy from one character to the oh, other. Oh, okay. Right, right. Yeah. If so, we don't mind, uh, just to make this concrete, because before it wasn't flanking. It was just how many enemies are near another enemy. Yeah. And oh, no, if no, no. no. outreached it. No, it was it was so it's, flanking. It's flanking now. It is well. It's flanking if you if you are able to flank multiple times, enemies and allies. If both sides are flanking the same amount of times, then it's negated. Um, okay. I'd yeah. Just to make not, sure then. Yeah, in it's the not future. just mobs around. It's if you can both flank position well, then you're going to negate advantages that the other one has. Um, okay. So uh, which then hammer it, uh, hit? Flanking rules are now confirmed. Uh, the Dwarven Thrower hit. Cool. So 15 magical bludgeoning damage. With an enemy like this, just make sure you specify for me. Just say magical because yeah. that way I know it gets the resistances. You're good. You're good. I just wanted to make sure that I gave you the proper amount of damage. Um, good job. Yeah, you smack another large portion of it away with the Dwarven Thrower. Um, anything else, Magnor? Uh, no, that'll be it. All right, Vol, you're up. Um, all right. Gonna keep swinging. Uh, here Just comes swinging, a short sword attack. Does a 24 hit. Uh-huh. Uh, four. All right, hang on. I gotta do all the things. Uh, 18 damage. Uh, that's including Hunter's Mark and Colossus Slayer, because I'm gonna proc that on this hit. What type of damage? Uh, magical, because my short sword is a plus one. So magical, S- piercing. Piercing. 
Okay. Yes. Wonderful. Uh, nice second job. short okay. sword hit. Does eight because so I'm flanking with the spiritual weapon. Uh, spiritual weapon does not grant you advantage. Okay. It only is does it's it? granted advantage by you, but it can't give advantage. So it's it's like a half flanking thing. Does a uh, eleven hit? Eleven does not. And then last swing coming in with the scimitar. Does a eighteen hit? It does. Uh, for a total of um, nine slashing damage uh, with Hunter's Mark propped. All right. Yeah, you guys have done some serious damage to this elemental as it begins to kind of like its form is not quite as cohesive as it was when it first splashed onto the deck of the ship. Um, anything else? Or was that that was action bonus action? Did you want to move or anything? Uh, no, I'm gonna stay right there. Stare it down. I'm just making sure right. Hunter's Mark lasts for an hour. Yeah, no, all good. Okay. Uh, as uh, Magdor and Vol are the only ones within melee range, so it kind of turns its attention on the smaller target uh, and it I is mean, going to move. I'm right in. next to it still, ain't I? Oh, no, I remember it moved away when it tried to grab. Uh, Tried to, okay, sure. to, yeah, because it moved forward into Vol's space, so it moved away from you, and then you put the spiritual weapon where it was, I assumed, um, between you okay, and it. Yeah, now. yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's ten you. feet away from you. Now it's moving into Magdor's space, so Magdor, I need you to make a strength saving throw. I'm gonna dun, dun. knock my gauntlets together and get a, a nat one. <laughs> a nat one. Yeah. Oh fuck! For a five. Okay. Uh, what is your... Let's see this real fast. Uh, it's... <clears throat> uh, Use me. What's your constitution modifier? Four. Four. So in four rounds, you will be dying as you are engulfed by this thing without time to really take a proper... <gasps> Deep breath. Um, in four rounds, you will be at zero and dying as you are starting to suffocate inside of this monster. And you are also grapple and restrained. Um. No, never um. mind. I w- that'd be detrimental. I was going to say, Magdor has a problem with water. <laughs> so maybe maybe three turns. He's panicking right now. <laughs> Well, we Just can always say gives that narratively. I'll give you an inspiration point if you make it one round less. Yeah, it'd be one round less. Because as soon as he's engulfed in this water, he's like <laughs> trying okay. to breathe. So you take 12 magical bludgeoning damage as it just kind of batters you around inside of its form. Um, and then it turns towards uh, Vol, uh, the next closest target, and begins to move towards you as well. And it moves into your space. Oh, no, 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 no. That's an action. But that's the end of its turn. Um, and now it is back to the top with Nox. Let's see if anything's coming towards the ship. There's something coming towards the ship, and it's on your side. Yay. So you get to do I something. successfully <laughs> I pushed it away. Uh, so right, it's, it's going to be an athletics or acrobatics check, basically. You're going to have to finesse or power uh, the ship past or, you know, through this thing. Um, so go ahead and make an acrobatics or athletics check. Your choice. 
It's not going to be With super inspiration, hard. If you would like, I'm yeah, gonna, Just, just in case, <laughs> I'm going to nimbly push it to the side uh, for a sixteen. Great. Yeah, it was a large, you know, piece of wood, and you were able to kind of like, you know, angle it up and away from the ship, causing no damage. Um, and uh, that was uh, that was technically your reaction. But now it's your turn. And oh, as cool. your turn comes so, around, your reaction recharges. <laughs> so just to make sure I'm on the up and up, if I was desperate, I can drop the stick and uh, get into the fighting mode? Yes. You just risk, you know, if something was coming at the ship from that side, then there would be nobody there to try and stop it. Because the assumption <laughs> well, is then that, that he wasn't able to steer away from it because of the currents. Uh, I can get a refund if this ship goes, you know, down. This isn't my problem. I have a dwarf in danger. You do. I'm going to say, for, for fuck's sake, as I'm going to point my staff at this thing, and I'm going to cast Chromatic Orb. Okay. Okay. Now, Glenn. Yeah. Do you think Nox has ever seen this creature before? You probably haven't. You've probably read about them. If anything, you've heard of the elementals, but maybe not necessarily seen one in the flesh yet or in the water. Do you think I would know any strength or weaknesses against this creature? Um, I allow one free check per round in combat. Uh, that doesn't cost you anything from your action economy. I don't know if we've ever come across that yet. Uh, so if you would like to make like some sort of check to determine what you know about this creature in the moment, um, you're absolutely free to do so. Just let me know what you'd like to do. I want to know what will fuck this guy up and what do I need the roll to... Um, there are two or three checks that you could make. Um, do you want me to present okay. them to you? Because the DC will be different for each one. Or you can just tell me what you want to do, and I will. Uh, let, I'm going to persuade the water elemental to tell me it's weak. <laughs> uh, feasibly, you could probably do either nature, arcana, or, um, oh, what's the other one? History. All intelligence. Looking great. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So, whoa. so I'm gonna spend a majority of my turn talking to Magdor. Just getting uh, Dungeon Master came back. Uh, Arcana history or nature? Uh, they're all intelligence. Great. I'm gonna use Arcana. Let's what? see if I oh, if yeah, I can. Yeah. Yeah. I rolled a 19, so I got a 23 in my Arcana. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, you think that. It doesn't have you, you like recalling information that you had read about these creatures. Uh, you don't think they have any specific weaknesses. They are resistant to a lot of types of damage because of their um, magical nature, but no specific okay. weaknesses that you could harness. Um, uh, but you do you think don't... that cold damage might affect its ability to move uh, effectively as or as deftly as it wants to. Not necessarily a weakness to damage, but it is water, so. Well, I was gonna go for thunder just to see if I could blow it apart, but you know what? Let's uh, let's put Magdor on ice. He's about to become a figure skater. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna use my second inspiration here. Okay. I'm also going to cast this at the third level. Jesus. Cool. Is that a 5d8? So, uh, that, I mean, if I hit. Uh, so chromatic orb. Uh, does a 22 hit. Yeah. Good, because I got two 22s. Uh, and then I'm going to do the 10 
plus 2d8. <laughs> For a total of uh, 16 cold damage. Nice. I rolled that garbage. I had three three twos out of those eights. That's heartbreaking. <laughs> but three twos you and two fours. Partially freeze it, you know, if you you know you know how water when it gets cold starts to kind of be a little slushy, you know, sleep, yeah. that sort of thing. Um it is like that as, you know, Magdor inside being tossed about is just being tossed about a bit slower, and now you can see that if it wanted to move, it would be much more difficult for it to do so, at least for a little bit of time. Um, okay. So, effectively, you reduced its speed by 20 feet. And I'm going to use Hexblade's Curse on it. Okay, that's a bonus action, right? Yes. Nice. So, uh, you're, I'm going to put my uh, staff close to my hip where my dagger is, and I say, Mother, it's time to target him. As <laughs> I like start to hunch lower and lower, is there any? Uh, that's going to be. Is there any physical or visual representation that happens as a result of the Hexblade's curse, or is it something that's kind of like your own perception of the creature? Starting at first level, you gain the ability to place a baleful curse on somebody. So I'd like to say, if you want to for flavor, just to maybe stir the pot a little bit here. I don't know. You see a purplish ethereal dagger gets stabbed into the side of the water elemental. Okay. Would that be satisfactory? Or? If, if, if you want that to be the mechanic. Now that may be a problem later because I know that it has a range on it. Um, it's up to you how you want that to manifest and if you want to put a limitation on it like that it has to be stabbed purple in. purple cloud of doom. Um, or if you just want well, that to be I the aesthetic right now that's totally fine as well. I mean, I'm not walking up to him. I just figured within 30 feet, you see a dagger materialize and it gets oh, stabbed into right. it. Oh, that's right. It's an not ethereal dagger. Got it. Not your dagger. Yes. Totally awesome. I love it. Fantastic. Okay. Then uh, I do that. I did it in the wrong order. Oopsie. <laughs> I should have, you know, did it the other way, but we'll look up past that. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. yeah. So you all see that as well. Um, and now it is Magdor's turn. Follow by Bolt. Magdor, uh, you can make uh, another strength saving throw to try and get out. Just um, for fun, can I do a somatic spell in this? Technically, by the rules. Oh, yeah, no. Wait. Let me see if restraint says somatic spells. Um, your t If it's an attack roll, it's going to have disadvantage. So but I can. You can. It'll just have disadvantage if it's an attack roll. Or if I use inspiration, you can negate the disadvantage. Mm -hmm. Magdor is panicking, so he's going to do something that he has only done once before, but seems like a smart idea. He is going to cast heat metal on his chest plate. Oh, <laughs> big brain. Well, and just so you know, it doesn't have an attack roll. So you don't have to use inspiration to gain disadvantage. It just happens. Oh, okay. Well, he's going to use inspiration. Um, and it's on your chest plate, so it will affect you in the same yep. way that it affects the water elemental. Would it be the same damage, uh, or would I roll damage mm -hmm. for twice? Same damage? All right. Yeah, uh, it will have the same damage apply to both of you. Yeah. So okay. uh, disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks, uh, but the damage will be applied to both of you as long as it chooses to have you inside of itself. 
And as long as you yeah. choose to maintain con now, granted, is it a concentration spell? I think so. I think I can yeah, stop it this concentration. Yeah, but that means you'll have to immediately make a save to maintain concentration on the spell, uh, damaging yourself. All right, so if I use inspiration, then I will have advantage then? It won't d d negate disadvantage? Oh, yeah, you can give yourself advantage on the constitution saving throw, yeah. No, no, I mean to first cast it. No, it's you, you just cast to. a spell. It, it, it okay, doesn't cast make, it. Yeah, yeah you just uh, cast a spell. Often. All right, so he's yeah, going to cast he just a spell. Casts, yeah. It's a DC of 14. DC 14, what type of save? Constitution. All right, uh, so you have to make the save as well. And since the metal is on you, you have disadvantage on that save. So I does got he. a 17. All right, Brandon, this, this creature got a 18. What's up, Tyler? Uh, I was about to be a rules lawyer, so I'm gonna back off and not. No, I mean, if it's something that affects the mechanics of the game, I think it's valid. What's the, what's the I, I could. I could be mistaken, but I think the constitution check is whether or not they can hold on to the weapon or not, or in this case, the armor, since uh, Magdor oh, can't physically right. they take just it off. take the or... damage, yeah. Yep, you're totally right. So both of you just take the damage, because it can't choose okay. to let you go, and you can't take the armor off, so you both just take the damage. Thank All you. Right, so would I just deal damage I, then? I apologize for that. I no, that's totally fine. I don't have heat metal right up in front of me, so I'm glad that you guys, uh, that you noticed that. That's good. All right, so do so damage roll then. that damage. All yeah, right, for, for both damage. of us. Uh-huh. Uh, we both take six fire damage. Okay. So, yeah, and in the future, you will both have disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks, as well as saving throws, or is it just attack rolls and ability checks? Huh. I'm pretty sure it was just... Uh... Attack rolls and ability checks. Yeah. Okay, so your con saving throw to maintain concentration, it is not made without with disadvantage. So, would I do that now then? Uh huh. Yeah. As soon as you take the damage for, to maintain concentration, so it's a DC ten con saving. Throw. I got a six. So you immediately drop it. <laughs> so you do a little oh. bit of damage, and then oh. it stops working. <laughs> and that's one of your three rounds. So if this thing is not. Uh, if it doesn't expel you or die in the next two rounds, you are dying. Um, he can't move, uh -oh. so yeah. uh, you still have a bonus action if you want to do something with it. I'm just going to wiggle around. <laughs> wiggle bonus. Woo! All right, Vol, you're up. <laughs> um, how does Magro just saw... Uh, sorry, Vol just saw Magro's chest piece light up and then immediately yeah, fizzle like out. Yeah, like heat up and then fade, yeah. Uh, how does Magdor look to Vol? Like, does he look... Uh, make a perception check with disadvantage. It's kind of hard to spot him too much because he's being thrashed about inside the creature. That's where the bludgeoning damage comes from. 14 with disadvantage. 14. Um, you can tell that... Well, what's your hit points at, Magdor? How many 44. do you have remaining? You have 44 remaining? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So he seems pretty healthy. Uh, but he does absolutely appear to be panicking, so there's a better chance that he's going to drown before he's going to get damaged so much that he's going to die. Okay, so to be more specific, does it seem like he's about to drown? Uh, that's really hard to tell. Okay. Um, um, he's not really, like, 
gulping or anything yet, and if he was, it'd be really hard to see. Um, Bold's gonna keep swinging. Yeah, but I say the creature's uh, form is getting progressively worse as you continue to damage it, though. And he's a little slushy, right? Yep, he's a little slushy. He's a little, like a little snow cone elemental. <laughs> All right, uh, two swings with my short sword. Both of them, 15. Okay. Do they hit? 15s both hit. Okay, let me do the things here. Um, with Hunter's Mark twice and Colossus Slayer. Colossus um, Slayer once, right? Colossus Slayer once, correct. Um, cool. So that is a total of 25 from both of those swings Woo-hoo! together. Nice. Good damage. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, both <laughs> magical piercing. Yeah. And then once more with my scimitar. as a 24 hit. Yeah. Uh, for a total of 12 slashing damage with my hunter's mark. All right. Uh, um, as you... No, go. As you peer, as you hit into it the last time with your offhand, um, its form then falls to the ground as slushy, gri- you know, water is all over the place, and Magdor, you can breathe again. You are out of combat. I'm going to immediately cast Healing Word on the fucking dwarf and say, Yo, break time's not over yet, buddy. Or it is, actually. Just kidding. Oh, not that dwarf. Sorry. The dwarf that's next to the ore. Okay. Oh, the one that got knocked out immediately? Awesome. And he yeah. goes up and he's like, Or is oh, dead. Oh, what are you doing? Give me the ore. And he takes it from you and continues to work. Mm. He didn't know what happened because he got knocked no, out. No, it's okay. I was just... <laughs> just had the thought. I had dark thoughts in my head, okay? Uh, just dark Your thoughts. passive perception is like a 13, right? No, it's a, you don't even need Ooh. to worry about it. He just goes, thank you. But says it quietly enough that only you can hear it. I mean... No <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Alright, Magdor. Um, Up you get... He's like a newborn baby. I'm gonna like, to breathe. Give him like a pat on the back. <coughs> Magdor kind of throws up a little bit of uh, water. All right, Magdor, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw real quick too. I got a nine. Oh, wonderful! That makes me so happy. Not me. Uh, roll a D one hundred, please. Oh no. 25. Uh. Also, roll a d6. Shit. Ew. That's how many wishes you get. Two? Uh, so, as you try and, like, help get him accommodated, something takes over, uh, from the fear, and he just begins laughing uncontrollably and is technically incapacitated until he stops. You want me to act that out? Just uh, 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 You don't uh, have to do uh, it because it's going to last uh, for seven minutes. Uh, <laughs> but he seems very off. Like, this affected him deeply. Like, he really hey, is scared of water. See, the boat rides aren't that bad. He's just going to look over at, at Mary and just laugh right in her face. Um, Why are you fucking laughing at me? I saw a spiritual weapon up. You do. Vol's, Vol's gonna carry Magdor um, inside. Tor- oh, I was gonna say towards the edge of the boat. Yeah. 
Um, and uh, just lay him down somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So inside the cabin with the hammocks and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You hear him laughing in there just for the next few minutes. <laughs> Bull's just gonna just sit there. And uh, the the captain on top of the wheelhouse goes, "Is your friend all right?" I probably wouldn't have uh, heard this, do you think, or... Yeah, I mean, he's talking to you and Knox, since you're the the ones on deck now, since he's inside of the wheelhouse. Oh, no, I'm sitting, I'm sitting with wheelhouse. Magdor. Oh, you're inside? And he yeah. says it to you then, Mary. He says, uh, Miss, is your friend... Is he alright? Uh, he's not a big fan of water. He's terrified of drowning, and he just got grabbed by a water elemental. Told you. Gontelgrim dwarfs. Not quite as hardy. Immediately, Magdor sobers up. <laughs> it's a good thing he's not Someone's half as cowardly as you. My kid. <laughs> uh, great. So, and he says, "Yeah, thanks for your help there, down there too. You uh, took over for old Carl there, and he uh, when he went down. I haven't seen a water elemental in a while, so not very common. You must be experienced with them, just standing there and looking at him like that. Yeah, you uh, stood right in the face of the beast." Good job, miss. Um, yeah, good job. That, you, you continue on for the rest of the day. And the evening fades into darkness, and uh, uh, they kind of take shifts continuing the journey, so that way you make better time. Um, and uh, let's see, have somebody roll to see if something happens in the evening of that, like up through the morning of that second day. Rolled an 18. 18? Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's fun. Maybe. Fun, he says. Well, we rolled low, rolled low, and we got a monster. We rolled high, so I'm, I'm hoping we don't. I mean, I mean, what do I know? The dragon right? decides to f- fuck Vold's village. He'll just come right down to the river, and then he just attacks us. That's a twenty, Nick. Come on. <laughs> All right. Um, as you are uh, sailing, and you wake up in the out. morning, um, as the the morning lights beginning to peek over the horizon, uh. Vol- we'll say, as I rolled for who this directly happens to uh, initially, um, you step out. Did we take uh, a long waking rest? Up at the ha- yeah, yeah. Then okay, the long sorry, rest is over, sure. but he steps out of the cabin, the first one out there, other than the person steering the ship. The other doors are still soundly asleep, aside from the one steering. Um, and you come out to the deck of the ship, and on the bow, sitting on the front of the ship is... A uh, creature that I'm not sure if you've seen before. Uh, it's it's small, so the size of you know like a bird or something, but it looks like a tiny miniature dragon with a on the end of its tail is a pier like looks kind of like a scorpion's piercer, and it kind of like sits there and cocks its head and looks at you. The fuck did it just say to me? I mean, you're asleep, so. Ah, okay. I'm gonna approach it slowly. Okay, go ahead and make an animal handling check. Um, Agda or Vol and his animals. Um, I'm gonna use inspiration on this. Okay. For a twenty-two. Oh damn! Good work. Uh, it seems totally receptive to you coming up to it. Um, it smells your hand and then surprising you. Not just smells your hand. 
then kind of nuzzles it and then walks up your arm to sit on your shoulder. I would imagine if I'd just woken up, uh, would it be like I would have gotten some of my rations out? Yeah, like maybe you pulled your rations out to have a bite yeah. of jerky as you has stepped out the door or something. Sure. Uh, I would I would give it a piece. I would willingly hump. And looking at it, you can see that it is a little gaunt. Um, then I'm going to give it a little... Like, little, little and it, it gives uh, like the equivalent of like a guttural purr. Um, okay. And at this point, Magdor and uh, Mary, no. you kind of... You kind of hear this sound because it's an odd sound. Uh, it's not like it emanates super far, but he's on a small ship. And you see, as you kind of like hop out of your things, you see him with this tiny dragon on his shoulder feeding it. It's chewing a bit of food as it nuzzles him and makes an odd sort of purring sound. <laughs> and then I'm just scratching its chin underneath as I'm feeding it more. Magdor sees this and just turns around and goes back inside. Like, uh, uh, Nox would be looking bewildered. <laughs> That's for the tradition. Like, uh, was there an uh, adopt a dragon agency nearby, fool? Oh, he was just sitting on the uh, bow of the ship. And he hopped right on. Look at this cute little guy. What color is he? Um, Thank you. He's like, uh, like a, like a bronzish brown. Nice. Okay. Like a really deep copper. Look at this cute little guy. And as you scratch his head, you hear in you hear in your mind. Feel in your mind is more likely a sense of connection and bonding. And I guess I'll ask or just I'll, I'm gonna pull out my how to speak draconic for dummies uh, translation guide because I can speak draconic, but uh, <laughs> I'm gonna open up and I'm gonna go Bashnir. <laughs> Which is my bullshit way of saying hello. It See turns to response. you and gives like a small <laughs> Not oh, seeming aggressive speak. or anything. Uh, it seems like it understood you, for sure. Um, <laughs> but it it doesn't speak back. It just kind of makes a sound. Um, and then you feel in your head uh, a sense of friendliness, at least. It's almost as if he is able to project emotions and simple, simple ideas, but he can't really speak, per se. So this looks like like a wormling of some sort? Uh, why don't you make like a nature or a history check to try and determine what this creature is? 14? Yeah, it's a pseudo-dragon. They're little tiny little huh. cousins of dragons. This one found your boat and has made a connection with Vol and a little bit of you at this point. I see. Okay. And I go, Krasov, don't be jealous. <laughs> um, also, don't eat it. Nox, do you mind? Do you mind getting some more, uh, some more rations? It's a little skinny, this guy. And at that moment, he hops off your shoulder and looks down into the river, and you can see he's trying to... He's probably trying to find fish. Um, and as you sail up river on your second day of travel to Mirabar with your new little pseudo-dragon friend, and having survived a water elemental attack, we'll pause there for this week as you continue.
journey next week. Hell yeah. You can find me on Twitter at Two Times Tyler. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at LR the 11th, all letters. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Houston with two N's and Hust- Houston looks like Huston. You can find me at Zigzagoon. We are a part of Casual Master Quest, a podcast network dedicated to giving you the video game news and tropes you deserve. You can find the show everywhere you can Google and on Twitter at CMQ Network. That was Nick and his Studio Dragon. That was Brandon and his uh, short-term madness. That was Glenn with his water elemental. And this is Tyler with his newfound jealousy of pets. We will see you next <laughs> week with another session of Casual Quest Masters. And don't forget, the never stop the quest. <laughs> see you guys next week. Bye-bye. How to train- oh, bye-bye. See you guys next week on How to Train Your Dragon, Faerun Edition. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of Casual Quest Masters. Thank you so much to you, our listeners, for being here, and to Sirenscape for allowing us to utilize their amazing programs for sounds and music. Check them out at sirenscape.com. We hope to see you here next time for the next episode of Casual Quest Masters. Casual Quest Masters.